Welcome to the New Man Podcast, a show for brave men to experience freedom in their faith, sexuality, and relationships. The goal? To provide practical tools and timeless principles that help you become the man you were made to be. And now, your host, Sathya Sam. What is up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here, and welcome to the New Men Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Such a pleasure to be here with you guys, and uh, and I just appreciate you taking the time to to listen. Um, I'm excited to dig into today's subject matter. Um, it, it is probably you know one of the central themes of my work, and certainly my messaging, and and definitely my programs. Um, and that's the whole subject of emotions and. Um, a kind of a cool story that sort of brought all this up, but uh, but before I get into that, um, I just want to mention that I am I am working on a book, and I've mentioned this before. I'm working on a book. It is uh, a book that's basically my story of recovering from porn addiction, and um, well, that's a part of it. The main part is actually my system. I I just want to get my system out there so that as many guys as possible. I uh, can have access to resources that are going to help them and uh, really just give them an opportunity to experience freedom in their lives, freedom from sexual struggles and pornography especially. So um, I'm really excited and I'm I'm just going through another round of edits and it is such a weird experience. I, I wrote the manuscript like five months ago now, oh, maybe maybe not quite that long ago, but you know, it's been several months. And if if you've never written a book, just know that by the time you finish the manuscript and you read through it and whatever, it's like you're done. You just you don't want to see it again. You don't want to read through it again. You don't want to do anything with it again. Uh, but then, of course, you have to go through all these rounds of editing uh, to get a really, you know, polished final product. And so that's what I'm going through right now. And um, oh, man, it is uh, it's just tedious. And you're working on things that you, you know, kind of care about and kind of don't so it's a bit interesting but that being said the reason I'm mentioning it is because um, I'm really excited for you guys to get your hands on it I'm really excited just to share it with the world and I really believe uh, you know in in uh, the episode yesterday I talked about my big hairy audacious goal you know and this idea of transforming the man transforming the family and to me that that's what I see in this book it is not a book it's not about hitting some list or trying to make a certain number of sales It is really just about catalyzing transformation in the man and to me that's what I see it the book is it is hope it's a catalyst and um and I'm excited to get it into your hands and into the hands of as many other men as possible as well so anyway just a little side note but um but I want to share with you a, an interesting experience one of my clients had um, I'm gonna be pretty sparse on the details because uh, I do have to protect their confidentiality, of course. But um, but I just felt like this is a great example of uh, you know really one of the main messages I'm trying to get across, and that is uh, managing emotions. So to give a little bit of context, you know, for years the whole subject of emotions was pretty much ignored, and, and in fact, it was kind of understood that. Women are more emotional than men. Um, women, you know, they get like that. Their emotions get to them. Men need to be strong. Men need to be level-headed and composed. And men men can't show emotion because if they do, it's a sign of weakness. And that was really prevalent back in the day. I would say it's still pretty common today. But 
with a lot of the research and, you know, just the development of culture and everything else, you know, society is, is coming around and we're, we are starting to at least identify that men have emotions as well and they need to learn how to work through them and, and manage them really, really, um, you know, effectively because, uh, I think women are, are a little bit more intuitively good at this men, uh, like instinctively just don't probably get this component. Uh, but then you couple all of the cultural stigmas and stereotypes and it's just made it much harder. Um, but what I found in recovering from pornography is that often uh, the choice to watch porn is an emotional decision. And most men don't realize that. They don't acknowledge it. They just say, oh yeah, you know, I just have this urge. I just have this desire. I just have this picture in my head. I just saw this person was attractive and I wanted to do it and whatever. And usually men are just only aware of that sexual component, uh, but there's very much an emotional component as well. And when you have minimal emotional deficiencies and when you are really able to um, stay in a place of composure and control over your response to the emotions that you feel, you end up making better decisions and the lures of pornography are much less. So that is really why I beat this drum on emotionality. I'm not trying to make a bunch of sappy men. I'm not really interested in whether you like learn to cry more or whatever. Like those are not goals in discussing the subject of emotionality and especially in this context of porn recovery. The reason we talk about this is because if you can master your emotions and you can really get ahead of them and stay in control of them, then you will learn um, to, well, you will just be in a place where you can avoid pornography. And in fact, you will eventually reach a place where you don't even really want pornography. Um, And that is a really powerful place to be. So that's the goal here. One of my clients is working through uh, one of the, I guess he'd be at about about the midpoint of my program. And at the midpoint of the program, uh, we do a whole section on uh, kind of relational health and recovering from areas of the past. So at this point, they maybe have identified some dynamics or some patterns that that were a part of their life growing up that maybe have contributed to their inability to manage their emotions or their sexuality or whatever it is. Um, so, you know, as an example, you have families that don't talk about sex uh, and they teach that, you know, men should not be emotional. So then, of course, you have these experiences where maybe you try to bring up the subject of sexuality or you try to uh, maybe express some emotion. A parent responds negatively. They they shut it down. They call you uh, weak, whatever it might be. Those kinds of experiences can really hinder the way you see yourself and express yourself. And as a result, you need to do some some cleanup, some um, you know restructuring of the belief systems and uh, ultimately some forgiveness. And that is what this client of mine was working through. He's working through forgiving his parents. And there were some other things as well that were at play. And, um, and I really do encourage people at this stage to uh, dig deeply into their uh, parental, parent, parental, parental, parental relationships. Uh, because I feel like those are the most impactful growing up. And if you can reach places of forgiveness in those areas, um, you're going to likely have a much longer lasting impact. Whereas if it's, you know, from an incident that took place a few years ago, still necessary, but probably not as systemic. So anyway, this client uh, was just sharing on our group call yesterday that, you know, he, um, he had a list of people that he wanted to forgive, things he wanted to forgive them for. And 
he um he was talking about how he had actually journaled um you know a bunch of the people and then like the things that he was forgiving them for and uh you know in our forgiveness process we do teach that it's not enough for you to just identify who you must also specify what you are forgiving them for so you identify specify and then release and restore that's kind of our four step model so he is identifying and he is specifying and he's just kind of working through it and in the program you get a i um a forgiveness script that's what we call it so it's kind of this script that you can read through and it's um you know you can get forgiveness scripts uh, everywhere i don't think mine is so amazing although i do have a a particular component that is um novel and and unique and that part i i do kind of reserve for my clients when they get to that stage of the process uh, because they won't understand it otherwise but um but you know he's working through this script and he's um, he's actually writing out the script I gave him and he's inserting the blanks. So when I teach my clients, usually what I tell them is, um, here's the script. You can read it out loud and just fill in the blanks. So fill in, you know, the names and the specifications of what they did and what you're forgiving them for. But he actually took it a step further and he wrote it out. So he's writing out the script. He's inserting their names and he's specifying the things they did. And he said he just wrote like it was like five or six pages worth in his journal, just going through this forgiving one person after another. And he said that um, when he got to uh, one parent in particular, he really felt the emotion of it. And as he was kind of recounting the experience, he was getting emotional again and just kind of, you know, tearing up a little bit because he said that the emotion was so raw. Some of the the pain, some of the uh, disappointment, some of the disconnection. It was just so real in the moment as he's sort of exploring it. And um, and so he's writing it out and he's forgiving her and he's he's letting go and he's kind of making these powerful statements as he writes things out and reads them out. I think I think he said he was also reading them out. And um and I was so, so proud of him because this is one of the hardest stages of the program, uh, you know, because you're you're just you're letting go of of things that have been there for years, you know, things that have really caused you pain and hurt. And, you know, when we hold on to things, you know, when we have some bitterness or resentment, there's always a reason. You know, nobody does that inherently because they're just a bitter person. There, there's always a reason. Um, and if we don't get the tools and we don't get the guides along the way that help us work through these things and, and let go of them, we just stay very pent up. And and this tumultuous relationship uh, for this client with his uh, this particular parent was really challenging for him. And it, it has been a challenge. It continues to be a sort of a, a sore spot. And yet as he's working through this forgiveness, he is suddenly identifying like, oh, there's there's roots here. Like there, there's some history behind these dynamics that I still experience presently. And as he's forgiving, as he's releasing, something is happening in his heart. And that is a really, really beautiful thing. And uh, I was just so proud of him. And I wanted to share it because um, what he said is that afterwards so he's you know he's gone through forgiveness for it was like he had a bunch of people like seven or eight people he he ended with his parents because that's where he knew the most significance would be he forgives he goes through the script he's writing it out he does the whole shebang and he said afterwards he just felt like 
a new person. He felt a lightness. He felt this kind of like, oh, wow, okay, I can breathe again. And um, and to me, that's what this is about. And And I think, you know, he is going to notice a marked difference in how he handles his uh, relationship for sure. But even how he handles his urges, how he views himself. I mean, when you start to forgive people for issues that have been there a long time, unbelievable things start to happen in your your mentality, the way you see yourself and really the way you see the world. And it's an it's a beautiful thing. And that was my own experience. Um, I, I've detailed this, I believe, in another episode. And, um, and, you know, lots of other places if you haven't seen it there. But basically, when I forgave uh, my own mom, um, because there were, you know, there were some, some issues there of feeling neglect and some kind of resent. And when I, when I worked through it and I forgave her, I walked out of that office. It was, I was doing this with a professional I walked out of the office a changed man. I was I was different. Something had changed that day. And I remember it was maybe a day or two days later. And I kind of was at my part or my point in the day where I would sometimes have those thoughts to go look at porn or whatever. And, you know, some days I, I was better than others. But I just remember, like, there was a difference. There was a change. I was not... I was not giving in and I was, I was not like, I wasn't fighting it the way I normally had to. I just had this sort of inherent resilience and I knew that, yeah, I didn't want to do it and I wasn't going to. And that was that. And granted, you know, I, I did have other moments where it was harder and it required more resilience, but, um, that was a real turning point for me. And that wasn't quite the last straw, but it was one of the last, last straws, if that makes sense. Uh, because, you know, recovery is a little bit like that. So anyway, um, I say that to encourage you that, you know, if you have people in your life that you are holding on to a grudge, um, maybe they've let you down and you're not, you're not able to forgive them. And maybe you've even said the words, I'll never be able to forgive them for this. I'll never be able to release them for what they've done. I want to really challenge you because I think by, by making a decision like that, by staying in a place of unforgiveness, the only person who's actually imprisoned by that decision is you. And you don't deserve that. You deserve better. You should not be imprisoned. Uh, because on the other side of forgiveness, of, of letting go of the people, and, and I know that you know some of you guys listening have probably encountered awful things, the unspeakable things, things that would be so hard to forgive. And I, I don't want to um, downplay that part of it. But all is to say that when you can reach a place of forgiveness on the other side is healing, freedom, and uh, really just a glorious dimension of confidence and of self-worth. It, it is actually very empowering on a personal level to forgive somebody because it it basically enables you to take control over a situation where maybe you didn't have control. Somebody else behaved in a way that that hurt you or whatever. It was somebody else's actions and thoughts and decisions and words that caused the pain. You can't control that other person, but but forgiveness is taking control of the response. And it's a really, really empowering experience. And I, I just want to encourage you. Um, I've just seen too many people live in bitterness and suffer as a result. 
And I can assure you it is not worth it. Uh, The price that you might have to pay to forgive somebody is well worth the reward. And it certainly beats staying in a place of bitterness. And just as a reminder, uh, you know, forgiveness is it does not justify somebody else's actions. I think sometimes that's a common misconception. It's like, well, if I forgive them, I'm letting them get away with it. Then they get off scot-free, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is with unforgiveness, um, like whether you forgive them or you don't forgive them, uh, the outcome is the same in that regard. If they got away with it, quote unquote, they're still going to get away with it. The difference is that when you forgive, you're no longer bound by their decisions. They are no longer impacting you and you can move on with your life. So I just wanted to encourage you. I just felt like my client's story was so powerful uh, on you know what forgiveness can do to a man and really why the emotional component of this is important as well. Because for him, it was not just that he read a script. It was that he actually worked through real life pain while going through this forgiveness process and it brought him tremendous freedom as a result. So I wish you nothing but the best. I really hope this helps you and encourages you. And uh, if you're looking for a forgiveness script, like I said, there's tons out there. And if you were ever interested in doing one of my programs, we would walk you through this process in depth and with sort of our novel kind of take on the forgiveness script and really the whole forgiveness experience. So much love to you guys. Please uh, feel free to leave a rating or review for this podcast. It helps me tremendously. And I hope you have an amazing day. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to The New Man Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, you can share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, please sign up for the weekly newsletter at www.sathiasam.com or follow on Instagram at Sam. Thanks again and see you next time.